stocks, bonds, ETFs, straight out of downtown Chicago. This is Zach's Market Edge. Welcome to Zach's Market Edge, the podcast about investing in your life. I'm your host, Tracy Reinick, and this week I'm going to solo to talk about what's going on in the market and whether or not FANG, the FANG stocks, remember them? Whether or not they are buys here, whether you should be, you know, getting out your shopping list and taking a look. Are they on sale? Is this a good buying opportunity? We're going to investigate all of that on this episode. And, you know, I've had guests on in the past when the market's gotten volatile and we've talked about uh, what what you should do when there's these big ups and downs and sell-offs in the market. So I thought I would look back on that and do a little bit of refresher on what to do when we have these kind of conditions. So the first thing, and this was uh, brought up on one of the prior episodes by Kevin Cook, uh, who's here at Zach's as one of our senior strategists. And I always love this um advice he gives. So the first thing he says when the stock market gets really volatile like this is to have a plan. Why are you investing in the first place? What are your goals? What's your time period for investing? Now, I'm not talking about the traders. You all know what you're doing. You're, you know, in and out in multiple trades every second, every hour, whatever it is, that's different than actual investing. So investing, you know, is a longer term proposition. Why are you in stocks at all? Why not something else? Real estate, gold, something else. So you have to have a plan and and you then you have to start like looking at it, obviously. Um, you have to implement it and you have to keep in mind that if your plan is for the longer term, usually the volatility will smooth out. So let's look back a little bit in our history about some of our other volatile times. So remember the Eurozone crisis? No, no, me neither, really. But it was what, like five or six years ago now that we had this thing called the Eurozone crisis. That's when like Greece was going to fall out of the EU or get kicked out and then the EU was going to collapse and it was this whole drama was going to happen. None of it actually happened and Greece is still in the EU actually and stocks continued on their merry way. So if you panicked during the Eurozone crisis and sold out of everything and uh, ignored your plan of of action and for investing, then you you might have missed out on a decent rally there because stocks are higher, obviously. Um, or even just look at something in our nearest term history, and that was just last December, December of 2018. That was the worst December sell-off on the S&P 500 in decades. And now here we are about eight months later, and do you even remember any of it? Do you, do you remember panicking during December? Remember the December 24th final capitulation on Christmas Eve? I was actually watching the market sell off. It was only a half day session. Remember that? No, you don't because we tend to get really caught up in the short term things. And then when we have a plan for the longer term, you can ride out these things. So have a plan. That's the key because that can help you control your emotions. When you get scared or panicky, you can revisit the plan and go, yes, this is my goals for the next five years, 10 years, 20 years, maybe even longer. So put your investing on autopilot during those times. Stop looking at your portfolio. Tune out the noise. I know it's hard. 
it's hard to to not look at that app with your portfolio in it, but remember your goals and your objectives. Okay, and then a second thing you could do, and that's what we're going to do today, is look for deals during these volatile times. When you have pull pullbacks, there are opportunities. So the December sell-off again, that was pretty scary, but a lot of stocks, including the high-flying growth stocks that everybody loves, they all went on sale. And instead of panicking, you could have gotten out your shopping list and take a look around and maybe made some buys, maybe even on Christmas Eve when it was plunging down, right? Um, There were some good quality companies with solid fundamentals, which is key too, that went on sale. Now I know this sounds so easy, right? Of course I could have done that, Tracy. (laughs) I could have just, you know, deployed a little bit of money right there but it is hard to do when you're getting these big sell-offs or if we're seeing a six, seven, eight hundred day Dow down day in the Dow industrials. That's really hard because, you know, you do feel like the the fear, then the panicking. But um, it's again, if you have the plan, consult that. It could help you and should help you control your emotions. And it's hard to take that first leap when everyone else is fleeing. Um, definitely difficult. So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to take a look at Fang. Now, I wouldn't say everybody's necessarily fleeing them. But when I took a look at the charts and I own some of the fangs, I was surprised at what they've done over the last um, you know, month. And then I looked at the last year. And then I looked at the two-year returns too. So are these stocks on sale now? If you own some, should you be adding to your positions here? Um, is this a buying opportunity in the fangs? So let's start off with the F which is Facebook, ticker FB. So I took a look at this one and PE now is 28.2. And I was curious, like how low is that? Um, It seems pretty low because I remember Facebook trading much higher. So this is the lowest median PE since the stock went public in 2012. For the year, the median now is 22.6, by the way. So it's a little higher than its full year median so far. But overall, this is the lowest it has traded. Last year, its median was at 24. So there was a period last year, certainly by December, when everything was plunging. And when those privacy concerns hit Facebook, and it had to go on the kind of the offensive, and it hired a ton of people to start screening, you know, videos and all this, and it was spending all this money, the stock did get hit. So that Last year, the median was 24, but we're still lower so far this year. And um, just a flashback, when they went IPO in 2012, their median PE that year was 198 times. So they've come way down in price. Now, why is that too? Is because um, their stock is down. So in the last month, it's down 7%. And the S&P 500, I looked at that as comparison, that's down 5%. So it's doing a little worse than the S&P. The one-year return, it's just up 2.8. That's not great. The one-year on the S&P 500 is down 0.8. So it is outperforming the S&P 500. Um, So that's not so bad. And, but... Again, it's basically hasn't really done much in the last year. Now, some may see that as a triumph because of what happened last year and the sell-off in the stock because it has rebounded off of the, that big sell-off. But it's just kind of treading water here. And the two-year return, 
this is the most shocking thing. Two years, it's up only 6%. That's kind of crazy. Just two years. S&P 500 up 17.8 in that same time period. So it's really underperforming over those two years and you get no dividend. Now, I actually own this one in my own personal portfolio and I had to take a look at this and go, well, wow, this isn't good. (laughs) People just assume, oh, I bought Fang, I'm doing fine. But Again, over the last two years now, Facebook isn't isn't really performing that well. Now, um, over the last month, again, it's down 7%. I did take a look at the NASDAQ. NASDAQ's down 5.8 in the last month. So it is still outperforming slightly on the NASDAQ. Now, it still has double-digit sales growth expected for this year, 25%, and another 21% next year. Those are real impressive numbers. And earnings, though, it's taking a cut on that because it's spending so much money hiring all these people to do, you know, privacy monitoring and and all of that stuff. So earnings expected to fall 15%. So a little bit of a value trap issue going on there. Um, but it is the cheapest it's been since 2012. So keep all these things in mind with Facebook. Okay, moving on to the A's. Let's start with Amazon. I'm going to do the double A's here because most people do include both Amazon and Apple now in the FANG. So we'll start with Amazon, ticker AMZN, and its PE now is at 73. Now that may sound high, but this is among its lowest too. Um, So the lowest its PE got was in 2009 and 2010. So on the low end in 2010, it traded at 36 times, but its median for that year was 47. So its current median is at 69. But this was 2010. That was well before AWS and before they had the cloud um, revenue coming in there. So this is the cheapest it's been since the cloud has really started to dominate their business. And so um, not too bad, not super expensive for what they have been in the past, I should say. Um, But I did take a look at this stock, obviously down 8.1% in the last month. And remember, the NASDAQ's down 5.8. So it is underperforming. One year, it's down 8.9. And the S&P is down just 0.8. So over the last year, also underperforming. But the two year is where you really see it shining up 85.6% versus S&P up just 17.8. So people are kind of who own Amazon, which I do, are kind of thinking like in the back of their minds, oh yeah, it's still doing what it did two years ago, but not really. It's it's down now and it's cheap uh, relative to where it's been. So let's look at the sales. Still doing double digit sales here too, which is really impressive now given their size. So 2019 expected to be up 19.3%. 2020 still expected another 18%. Super impressive numbers again for a company of this size. Earnings also up 20% this year, another 36% in 2020 expected by the analysts. So um, again, it's pretty cheap here. And it's uh, down. So take it as you will if you're looking around for some bargains, maybe. Okay, so switching over to Apple. AAPL, of course, is their ticker. And this is the only one of the fangs that pays a dividend. And given what we're seeing with these stocks being down over the last year, uh, maybe that's a good thing here. So Apple trading at 17.7 times. Now, that's the cheapest among all the fangs, but it's 
fairly pricey for Apple itself. So their low PE was back in 2013 when it was at 8.9 times and their median was just 11. So that's real cheap. And I know when Buffett bought, it was also cheap. He bought in 2016. The median that year was basically 12 times and it got as low as about 10. So he saw that and got in there. So now it's trading at 17.7, not so cheap anymore. And some of that is because the earnings are actually on the decline. This year expected to be down 2.4%, but a rebound next year of 12%. We all know the issues that they're having now with the slower iPhone sales. And um, so that's impacting a bit on their earnings side. Sales expected to also be down 2.8% and next year up just 3.8%. So is this really a growth stock? That's something you have to ask too. Uh, obviously, Buffett bought it, so he considers it a value. It's a value with some growth, but it doesn't have nearly the growth of any of the other fangs, which is also very interesting right here. So what has the stock done? So over the last month, it's down 2.4%. Again, the S&P was down 5 so it is outperforming. So not too bad over the last month. Over the last year, these shares are down 6%. S&P 500 is down just point eight. So again, underperforming over the last year, this is what we're seeing now. It's it's a trend with the fangs. And then two years, a little bit better, up 26.7% over that period, S&P up 17.8. So is outperforming S&P, not by a lot, but it is. So that's good to see. And for your patients and, um, you know, stronger stomach to hold on during these kind of down or treading trending water treading water periods you get that dividend it's only yielding 1.5% right now because um, it's you know up off its lows here but um, at least you're getting something for your patients here so that's apple the cheapest but not as much growth as some of the others okay let's switch over to the n netflix nflx is that ticker their pe is now at 90 but used to be a lot higher. So I was kind of surprised to see it under 100, to be honest. And that's their lowest PE since 2010. <laughs> now, they had a median PE in 2010 of 42. And then in 2011, it was at 48 times. I think that was before the streaming. I don't remember them streaming in 2010 or 2011, or they were just about to roll out some of these kinds of services that we now know and just accept have been around forever, even though they haven't. So they were probably still just mailing us the DVDs in the mail back then, because I do remember that happening and them switching over right around the recession. So um, that's when it was the cheapest. People were nervous uh, that they could um, change over to that kind of new service, but they did. So now people are willing to pay more and we have the PE of 90. But what have these shares done? Over the last month, they're down 13% now. And again, remember S&P just down 5%. So these two are underperforming. Again, I sound like a broken record that they're each below what the S&P has done in just even the last month. Over the last year, down 20.7% now. S&P down just 0.8. So that's real underperforming. Over the last two years, Still looking good, up 65% versus S&P 17.8. But you're kind of living on your past glories there, right? Um, 2017, a great year for the FANG stocks. Everything was soaring. And that's still reflected in these two-year numbers. But last year, not looking too good, but could be 
you know, on sale here. The sales still look right great for Netflix. Analysts expecting them to be up here in 2019, 28%, and another 24% in 2020. Even earnings growth up 21.6% in 2019. And then we have a gain of 76% in 2020. So I don't know why they're so bullish on 2020 about earnings, um, but they are. So all those numbers look great. Still a growth stock. You're you're not buying it because it's super cheap, but on its historic PE level, this is the cheapest it's been since 2010, 2011. So keep that in mind. And then switching over to the G alphabet, which is G-O-O-G-L, formerly known as Google, of course, which we all still call it. It has a PE of 23.6. So other than Apple, it is the cheapest on a PE basis of the higher growth names, so to speak. The lowest PE, medium PE for Alphabet was in 2012 when it was 17 times. So seven years ago, it was a kind of a deal back then. And then 2019, so far, its median is about where it is right now, 23.5. That's the lowest median, however, in six years now, since 2013, when it was around the same. It was around 23.2 back then. So it's seeing some value here based on its historic record. And that's because these shares are down too. So over the last month, they're down uh, 5.9%, again, versus S&P down 5 And one year down 6.9, it's not as bad as Netflix, but still underperforming S&P at just 0.8. Over the last two years, it is up 22.7, but remember the S&P was up 17.8 during that same time period. So it is beating it, but just barely, and you get no dividend with this one either. So... Yeah, it's interesting now to be looking at the fangs because I do feel like they're living on their former glory. And this is what we all do as investors. We buy something, it does super well for a while. We kind of ignore it and don't pay attention, expecting it to continue on. But we need to check back in and kind of see what is it doing? What does its business look like? Is it still on track to do the things the reason that we all bought the stock, is it still growing? Am I still paying the right price for these shares? Should I be adding more to my position if it goes on sale? All these things should factor in and we all should go back and look at our own portfolios to determine um, what is going on. Because again, like I said, this was kind of eye-opening to me. Now, I do own Alphabet in my own personal portfolio. So I own that one, Amazon and Facebook. I do not own Apple or Netflix out of the things. So um, yeah, all all of these are beating the S&P 500 over two years. And again, remember, because 2017 was that perfect year for stocks. We had a huge rally, no volatility. We probably will never see anything like 2017 again. Um, It was fun. But then in January 2018, it basically has stalled out. So since January 2018, the S&P 500 is up just 3.3% over that whole period. That's not big gains. The NASDAQ has done a little bit better. It's up 7.6. So kind of leads me to believe without FANG rallying, which as we can see, they it really hasn't been, the major indexes are struggling here without their big cap leaders. And I know that some growth investors maybe are starting to look around for some dividend yields, which is why maybe Apple is the play out of these FANG names, because they're the only one who are going to give you something for hanging around. Because why own the large cap growth if you know it's not going anywhere for numerous years? Of course, 
these stocks could go cheaper. We could see a bigger pullback, which means that um, they might come more into the value camp than like legit value plays. And it pays, you know, to be patient or to just dollar cost average into some of these if you're a long-term shareholder, because remember, think about what your plan is. If you are expecting to hold on to some of these for a lot longer, you know, down the road, then some of these PEs and these pullbacks are looking a little bit interesting here. So keep that in mind while you're analyzing your own portfolio. And of course, if you don't want to own these shares outright individually, just by buying the major indexes, you're pretty much getting exposure to all of these, including some of the other big tech names like the Microsofts of the world and NVIDIA and some of those. So you can always go the index route too, and then not be concerned about whether or not you're outperforming anything because you're just in the indexes. But let's recap the FANG tickers, just in case you're joining us for the first time and have never heard of the things and don't know what that is. Here are the tickers again. So Facebook is FB. Apple is AAPL, Amazon, AMZN, Netflix is NFLX, and Alphabet is the G-G-O-O-G-L. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single one of our episodes. I'm going to be having uh, John Blank on soon to do a whole episode on what's going on with the inverting yield curve the tariffs, all that stuff. He's he's the guy when we bring him on. So he's going to be here in the studio coming up soon in September. So you want to subscribe. Be sure to get the podcasts on Apple Podcasts. We're also on SoundCloud. And I know many of you are getting us now on Spotify, but get us somewhere so you don't miss a single one. And I'll be back again next week with some more stocks.